lovelies, and welcome back to Listen Closely. I am your host, Bobby, and we are without John again this week. He is actually out helping uh, Mr. Jason, who is the owner of Halls of Horror, and they are working super hard to get the Halls of Horror here in Silsby set up and ready to scare the mess out of you and me. If you haven't gone, or even if you have gone, you've honestly not gone, because Jason does an amazing job at changing it up every year, bringing you brand new scares. And I did a little walkthrough before everything started to go up, and it's still not up. And just hearing some of these ideas, guys, y'all want to check this out. And hopefully we'll be partnering with Halls of Horror and bringing you some special treats from Jason and all of the guys that work there at Halls of Horror. Stay tuned, and we'll be talking more about that. Uh, they will be opening every, I believe, Friday and Saturday of October, except for, obviously, Halloween weekend, which is on Sunday this year, where they will be doing, I believe, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, four days of scare. They're including an escape room this year. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it, so please check it out. Go visit them at Halls of Horror on Facebook and let them know that we sent you. And if you haven't already subscribed to basically any of my social medias, what are you doing? You need to, because you're missing out on some stuff. TikTok, I released some stuff about last week's episode. You know, Facebook, I update you on whether I'm going to be late or, you know, what the show might be possibly about. I do give clues from time to time. Instagram, I'll post pictures uh, relating to the topics I will be discussing. So if you have all these social medias, you should definitely follow them all. If you don't, let me know and I will personally send you what you're missing out on on the other ones. I mean, I'm not going to punish you for not having a TikTok. It's not for everybody. But I do post it, you know, just a couple days later usually on my Facebook so you can still see it. So this week I wanted to kind of give you one that's been kind of bothering me for probably about a month now since I've learned about it. I don't really know what to make of it. You know, it's just one of those like it happened and nobody knows why. The government does acknowledge it, strangely enough. I mean, not really strangely, but you know how they sometimes don't acknowledge things like, you know, the existence of aliens. But this one they acknowledge, they can't figure out themselves, they are scratching their heads, but let me get into it. In East Texas in 1998, I believe it was in about February times, I'd have to relook it up, but I want to say it was February, obviously not a time that we typically seeing strange weather events that, you know, are similar to hurricanes. Hurricane season actually starts June 1st, this year it kind of started I mean, they were already starting to get ready for it in May. Luckily, nothing happened or, you know, nothing too crazy. But, you know, normally it's from June until basically when it's done, which is, you know, when the weather starts to change into those colder months, which is usually about October-ish, November-ish. We don't see that many happening. But this was in February, so nothing like a hurricane should be happening. So what was described was this kind of crazy freak wind that blew down an estimated 4 million trees. So... The wind speeds were at about between 70 to 120 miles per hour with isolated gusts of up to 150 miles per hour. So that is some hurricane tornado type winds. Like that's what we typically see during those, you know, weather phenomenon. And with those winds, you kind of get like a circulating motion. So, I mean, we all know how... You know, the the hurricane will twist, and obviously, tornadoes twist. I mean, twisters, hello. But what was strange about this one is that the path of destruction that was blown was a virtually straight line that caused all the trees, they were all left pointing in the same direction. 
So it could only be deduced that this was a straight line wind, no kind of circulation, and you can tell the difference. If you've ever been in or near hurricane or tornado destruction areas, you see the kind of damage it does on trees. I mean, they kind of do like this little twisting motion where you can literally see the trees like twisted off. I mean, you can see it on the bark and the branches and everything. You can see even in the houses and the line of path. Like, you can kind of see where, all right, it, it was twisting. Like, you, it's undeniable. But this one was a straight line wind. So what kind of comes to mind for me to give it a little bit easier for you to think about is like when a jet or airplane, you know, starts their engines and you get that straight line of wind coming off of it. That's what it is. But this stretched for miles. So the amazing part about this is that no one was killed and it was very few destruction on actual homes because this wind, this storm's path, extended over 100 miles through sparsely inhabited woodlands. So in this area, we are known as the Piney Woods, the Woodlands, you know, the big thicket. Like, we have a bunch of trees in this area. If you don't know, we are in this area. We are more, we grew up on mill towns. So that's how this area was, you know, kind of founded, was a bunch of mill towns and oil. And I actually heard another podcast that we're discussing a mill town. And they were like, well, what's a mill town? Well, what kind of mills do they have? And they had no idea. So if you don't know, mill towns are where you get the sawmills. And, you know, they harvested lumber and trees for other areas. This area from Silsby to Saratoga even, who was more oil, but they still had mills. Uh, we talked about olive in the past episodes. Like this whole area, even Beaumont was mill towns and oil like that's how we got to where we are now so just to give you an idea of the destruction path so starting from the about northeast point of conroe in the sam houston national forest it raged in a northeasterly direction through angelina national forest past sam rayburn reserve to terminate in the sabine national forest a few miles short of the louisiana border so if you're thinking about that, that's basically, you know, the Houston area all the way up to Sam Rayburn. If you can look at a map, you can see that that is a huge distance. We've all gone to Sam Rayburn in this area for either fishing or camping, what have you. Like this was a huge area that was just decimated. Like it was biblical proportions of the amount of destruction that it had on our forests. And if you weren't in this area, so if you weren't in that exact straight line of path, it was unnoticed. Like, you didn't know about it. The uh, meteorologists at the time did not pick it up. They did not pick up any kind of signals that it was happening or that it was about to happen. Like, you know, when they track hurricanes, you can kind of see, all right, this is where it's going to happen or this is where we think it's going to happen. Even tornadoes, they have a watch and warning boxes for those. And this was just an isolated event that happened out of nowhere. Nobody knew it was coming. No one was prepared for it. Again, luckily, it happened in the sparsely populated area, and it was just forest areas, but that was still a lot of destruction. It is not known what meteorological elements could produce winds of such an unprecedented strength or extent. However, they do speculate that it was the jet stream that had temporarily dipped to the surface of the earth. So that jet stream uh, has winds normally at about 70 to 150 miles per hour, which is in that range. We said that this wind was 70 to 120 with isolated gusts of 150. So that makes sense. 
However, the jet stream normally occurs at altitudes of 18,000 to 30,000 feet above the Earth's surface. So why would something so high up just drop for, you know, just a few, I don't even know, hours and then go right back up? Like what? Out of nowhere, nothing happened. Well, in order for that jet stream to do that, something has to create that to happen. Like it doesn't just decide to drop and like, oop, I'm going to drop and then come back up. Something has to make that happen. The jet stream could have been responding to an outside source. Uh, such as the Earth's electromagnetic field to the solar magnetic storm could have made it fluctuate and that's what could have caused it. So basically a magnetic disturbance could have made it, you know, just dip down momentarily. However, that kind of a field and disturbance has to be huge in order for that to be altered and so drastically and so suddenly and basically throw it off course for just a moment and inflict such destruction for only a moment's notice and then, you know, kind of just go back to normal. Obviously, there are plenty of people that believe it was aliens. I'm not saying it was aliens. I never say it was aliens, but it was aliens. Not really. So some have said that it was aliens because with their high-powered uh, spaceships, possibly, that they could have somehow altered that jet stream, which caused that to happen. Now, y'all know I do believe that there is some kind of life out there. I'm not saying they're intelligent. I'm not saying they're not intelligent. But if it was an alien spaceship, for example, you would think that instead of it just being, you know, basically from like the Houston Conroe area to the um, Sabine area or the Sabine National Forest, that it would be even in the longer path because if something's passing by, it would have created, you know, a longer path, in my opinion. So, like, we would see this all the way from the corner of the Earth, from one corner, you know, to the other. So, I mean, unless they just momentarily, you know, dip down low enough just to get to it and then rise back up like, oops, we went too far. We messed up their jet stream. But you would think you would see it from Texas to Arkansas to possibly New York and all these other areas. Like, you would see that stretch. Again, the only way you wouldn't is if possibly they just might have accidentally got a little too close. Like they were just checking us out for a second. I don't really know. Obviously, there have been UFO sightings in our area. We discussed a couple that happened in the 70s here in Silsby. Uh, UFO sightings have been numerous from ever, honestly. And I'll probably be posting or sharing some more on my podcast. I'm still collecting that kind of information. But that's basically the strongest theory right now that they have as far as, you know, not the government. Because the government's never going to say it's aliens. They do believe that it was the jet stream that just momentarily dipped. But they have no idea what caused that to happen. Like, they've done research and they just, they don't know. Even to this day, they don't really know. Now, it's the government, so they're not going to say, we don't know. But they did, however, um, come during that 1998 time. And they did their research, they you know, observed the area, and um, they collected their findings so that way they can regrow the areas that were damaged. Because in this area, we do have reforestation. I can never say it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We do regrow the trees that do get chopped down or, you know, Mother Nature blows down or jet streams, aliens blow down. Like, we always bring those trees back up. 
so that way we can still continue to uh, harvest this area but not really damage it. So like when some stuff is gone, we add more to it so a new growth can happen. And that keeps our soil rich. I mean, that's just how we do it around here. So they did come out with some papers saying, you know, this is the destruction damage. This is what we're going to do about it. They did do that. However, they really didn't release anything from what I read in their papers on what exactly caused it. It was just a, hey guys, it happened. This is what we're going to do to fix the damage and call it a day. Job well done. So please let me know what you think about, like I said, this is in 1998. I was born in 1992. Please don't make me feel old about that because that means I was six at the time. I don't remember hearing about it, but I also was not, you know, up to date on the newest news of the area when I was six years old. I mean, I was outside playing and I can't tell you, oh yeah, I remember a time when it was really gusty, but you know, not so much. Cause again, this was a very isolated, like if you weren't in that direct line, you wouldn't have felt it. I don't remember the news really covering it. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you're a little bit older. I don't know. My husband was a little bit older. Maybe he heard about it. I didn't. He might not have. We all as kids might not have in my generation, but I'm sure the people who are older than us would know something. So talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents, um, talk to anybody, see what they say, see what their theory is. And let me know. Maybe they have a different theory other than it was just the jet stream and, you know, it was just a solar band or, you know, it was just the earth magnetic disturbance just being kind of crazy. I mean, maybe they have something else. Please let me know. And how you can let me know is by going to any of my social medias, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can leave me comments on YouTube because these are uploaded on YouTube as well. I mean, you can tell me wherever you want to tell me what you think it is or what exactly happened or do you agree it might be aliens do you agree maybe it might be something else you can also email me at htt listen closely at gmail.com there you can email me about any of the previous episodes I've done or you can even give me some kind of inspiration on some newer ones because there's a lot to cover and not a lot of information and I love personal stories. I love hearing about what you guys think, what you guys have experienced over the time. Maybe, you know, there was something happening in your personal house that, you know, your childhood home that you want to talk about, but you don't really want to give out what your name or what exactly happened in what city and stuff like that. I can be as anonymous as you want me to be. So definitely let me know your stories. I want to hear them. I want them to be told because you're not alone and things just happen. I mean, look at this uh, East Texas blowdown. It happens. It was the earth. I mean, maybe it was the earth. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Anyways, that will probably do it for this episode. Again, I want to thank Mr. Jason and my husband for working super hard to bring the Halls of Horror to this area. This year is going to be the best one yet, from what I've heard, from what I've seen. And hopefully they scare the mess out of my husband this year. They did it last year. And funny story, he did a walkthrough like before he went in. So like they, he had been building up to go in and he was going to do it the very last night, but he already knew what was in the halls of horror. Like they walked him through with the lights on. We walked through it the same night, but without the characters so that we can kind of see it. So we knew what, like which turn and, you know, Jason would be like, okay, in this one, you know, this person's supposed to pop out and this person's supposed to do this. So like we knew going in what was going to happen. I went into the control room because he had some strobe lights that kind of messed with me 
Normally they don't, but this time it did because it was just kind of crazy, haphazard happening. So I went to the control room to watch while John and a couple other guys from the HTT Media Group uh, went through and even going through a couple times with lights on, without the lights on, and seeing where people are supposed to pop out, they did it. They still scared the mess out of him. And you could hear him slamming against the wall, screaming. It was hilarious. We have the video, but it was so dark you couldn't really tell. All you can hear is him cussing and, you know, people laughing because they're all behind him. And it was just really funny. I can't really release that. I think we have in the past on his page... I'm not too sure, but again, with the adult language that was said because he was so scared, I don't know if we'll ever really post post it, but definitely if you see him, ask him about it. We can probably find it again and let y'all watch it because it's the funniest thing in the world. So hopefully they do it again. I believe he is going to be actually a part of the show or halls this year. I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure Jason can figure out a way to scare the mess out of him again. Like I have full confidence in Jason because... He is an amazing, funny, outgoing guy, but he can still be pretty creepy. So I'm fully expecting him to scare the crap out of my husband again because it'll be so funny. Definitely check out them, Halls of Horror in Silsby, Texas. Go see them. Go tell them that Listen Closely sent you. Again, we will be working with them in the future, hopefully. So stay tuned for that. There might be some giveaways. So definitely keep listening for that. And I believe that will do it for today. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to all my social medias. Leave us reviews. Leave us comments. We love to see them. We love hearing from you guys and letting us know how we did, how we can improve, how we can do better. Because that's what we want to do. We want to keep bringing you these local stories. We might start venturing into, you know, Louisiana, Arkansas areas. I do have a couple for them. I have some stories that I'm holding back for Halloween because they kind of... They kind of go with that kind of theme, but I might end up just, you know, biting the bullet and doing them early just to kind of get us ready for Halloween. You know, the spooky season is upon us. Summer is gone. Sorry, not sorry, but that heat needs to go. Fall is here or coming. I mean, it's basically here. August 1st, it's fall for me. I'm sorry. I don't know about you. I'm already been watching scary movies, American Horror Stories. That's, you know, the American Horror Story is about to start up. Like, it is spooky season, and I'm excited, and I'm excited to bring y'all so many more episodes of things that I want to cover, and I've been saving them for this moment. But if you can do one thing for me, always remember to listen closely.